personal style is your ability to express who you are. And now you're listening to the Sugar Free Podcast. Welcome to the tea party, friends. Now tell me, girl, how you like your tea. You know it's sugar free. Remix. Now tell me, girl, how you like your tea? When you're kicking it with Sid Mac, we keep it sugar free. Cause all truth, no lies, the only way to be. No more sugar in our lives, now we're living free. Hey! Now change up the flow, but we hit season two, gotta relive the show. Season one was going in, now we're hitting it again. Having fun with all my friends, going strong until the now end. Remix. Me, girl, me, girl. How you like your tea? You know it's sugar free. You know it's sugar free. Now tell me, girl, me, girl, where you wanna be? You, wanna you know it's sugar free. Hey, friends. Okay, 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 okay. I know. I know. How dare I, right? How dare I hop on the mic and say hello and good morning like ain't nothing happened, right? Like I didn't just miss our weekly date yesterday. I know. I know. I should probably like apologize or something. I'm sorry. I ain't sorry. I know, friends, I know, I'm raggedy, I'm raggedy, I'm raggedy. But as sorry as I am that I miss our date, and trust me, I am more disappointed in myself, so you don't even have to be mad at me than anything, but this week has honestly been so ridiculously crazy. (laughs) Like, I feel like this entire last week and a half has been on steroids. So, So where are things at? And because of that, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry because I'm doing the best that I can, okay? And please, trust and believe, y'all, that I'm doing the best that I can. So what's going on? So, of course, first of all, y'all know that I am the executive producer, producer, host, social media coordinator, publicist, financier, CFO, marketing department for the Sugar Free Podcast. (laughs) Right? Y'all know I am a one woman show, literally. And so we're gearing up for season three. Yay! I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm so excited as well that we are gearing up for season three. And so that means that I am in full production mode. Okay? I am... (laughs) mapping out episodes i'm brainstorming guests i'm reaching out to guests i'm doing my own scheduling and i'm facilitating all the taping everything so we've taped two episodes in the last week which is fantastic but a lot of prep went into that i had a couple of pre-calls so if you ever have the honor of being a guest on the Sugar Free Podcast. I also like to do pre-calls with my guests so we can sit down and, you know, they can get a feel for who I am, my vibe, and how the flow of the show is going to go. And so not every person, actually increasingly more people (laughs) that I'm getting on the show don't know me and have never met me before. So this opportunity for them to meet me, I think, is really important because some people say, oh, I'm cool. I'm going to be your homegirl. We're going to have just a regular conversation. And then they be like, 
where were you on the night of September 5th, 1995? Like, wait, wait, hold on, wait, wait. Is this an interrogation or a conversation, right? And so I want to put my guests at ease and I want them to know, like, I'm going to ask you some questions, but we're just going to talk about it, right? And so I want to give them that reassurance. And so we have the pre-calls. So I had a few pre-calls last week. I am also gearing up for my first, excuse me, second in-person speaking engagement for the year and it is all the way out in California (laughs) and so y'all know the headache and stress associated with and involved with trying to get ready to travel oh my gosh and then I got the dog I gotta get him ready get him together and so while I'm doing a two hour facilitating a two hour talk so I also gotta get my fit right right because people gonna be looking at me for two hours I gotta get my fit right I'm doing a photo shoot while I'm out there I had to source outfits for the photo shoot this week so I'm also the stylist Okay, for the Sugar Free Podcast. Had to source my own outfits, trying to get this dog together. I'm still an attorney. I'm supposed to be studying for this exam that my firm is requiring that I take. My my books just came in the mail, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm studying. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm studying. Listen, I got the books. That's all I can say at this particular moment. I got the books. So that is going on. And then just regular life. Trying to be a full-time attorney. A full-time dog mom. Trying to get this hot girl summer flowing. Because it's hot girl summer season. Okay, trying to drink my water. Trying to go to the gym and work out. Trying to dance. Y'all been seeing me on social media. I'm back in the studio. So I'm just, I'm doing my best. Okay, I'm doing my best. That's all I can say. So I hope y'all forgive me and stick with me as I head into my second live speaking engagement of the year. I'm super excited about it. I'm super excited about it because it's been a minute since I've done in person, but also because I get the distinct honor and pleasure of presenting with my sister. Yes. And so that's the other reason why I'm a little bit behind because we have very different work styles. And so she's like, okay, we need to schedule a brainstorming session and we need to get our PowerPoint together and we need an outline and da 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 yada. And I totally get it. And so I'm, I'm willing to accommodate her work style. But when I'm giving a talk, especially by myself, listen, honey. I will be jotting down my speech on a napkin on the plane. I'm <laughs> It's five hours to California, okay? Listen, I will be sitting on the plane jotting down my notes for my talk, you know, and, and I've given similar speeches before. So for reference, I've given a similar speech before. And so I have all my notes pretty much in my head. I'm like, I know what I'm doing, but but I can't have them in my head. I have to share them with my sister. So We've been taking a lot more time to prepare because we're going to be doing it together. But I'm super excited about this. I think that this is going to be a staple for us moving forward since we're both out here moving and shaking, public speaking. My sister just got her own show that is sponsored by the PGA. So she's on the PGA network. So hopefully she'll still be our guest co-host. 
you know, she's not too big time for us, but she's doing her big things now. So, you know, we're hopefully going to be sharing in this space together. And I'm really looking forward to that because ain't nothing better than the family business. Okay. So that's everything that's been going on. And so hopefully y'all will bear with me. But just know I wasn't going to leave y'all hanging. No matter how busy I get, I'm I'm not going to leave y'all hanging. So let's get into this episode. So this week we're running back. How to elevate your career with style with the image style consultant guru herself, Miss Salita Roberts. Okay, so why did I choose to run this episode back this week? I chose to run this episode back this week because like I told y'all, I have been my own personal stylist trying to source all my outfits. If y'all have been following me on socials, y'all have been seeing my journey to source these outfits for these events and these photo shoots and I just I really felt like I needed to voice my frustration with trying to source these outfits okay hear me out y'all so I'm I'm 32 okay and I I'm a curvy girl I'm, I'm not big but I'm I'm curvy okay um as I mentioned in a previous episode I am a 34 double d and I'm a size 810 on the bottom. So your girl's got some curves, okay? And trying to find clothes that fit me, it's tough. <laughs> that are also fashionable, that don't look like I'm headed to uh, the pink, okay? Or... <laughs> that don't make me look like I'm trying to relive my 20s my teen years it's very difficult like I want to be trendy I want to participate in trends I want to be fashionable but I want to do it in my own adult way in a way that flatters my body and I found it so difficult this weekend and I was just was so frustrated it probably took me about three weeks to cultivate all the pieces that I needed for this event three weeks <laughs> between shopping online trying to source things online going to different stores every weekend looking at magazines like trying to figure out what I wanted the vibe to be for season three it's summertime I want to be fun and flirty but I don't want a bodycon dress not that I don't love a good bodycon dress but you know bodycon is not forgiving on camera okay what wrinkle and you looking like the Michelin man and I was like I need something with some flow I need something with some movement I need something that accentuates and camouflages and it's just so hard I know that it gotta be men out here making these clothes, okay? It gotta be, because everything is booty, 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 booty rocking everywhere, and I'm just not here for it. I'm tired, okay? Listen, so for all, uh, and I want it to be affordable, right? A lot of the brands that I like really, really love that I think that do meet and match my requirements for both style and also uh age appropriateness they too dick one expensive oh my god <laughs> like i just want a nice top for a reasonable price right and then this is the other thing this is my last point that really is difficult like i'm trying to source 
outfits for a variety of events namely this photo shoot and so i want something that's a little bit more conservative i don't necessarily want my boobs hanging out on the poster of the show but trying to find something that's bright colorful and also not going to have you out here looking like like i said mercedes from the pink is uh you're left with like teenage or grandma and nothing against grandma nothing against grandma nothing against it but as i'm looking through clothes on different websites i'm like i'm a, i'll find something for example right and i'll be like oh this could this might could work and then i look at the reviews and some old ladies in the comments like oh this outfit was perfect for my 50th usher board anniversary at the church and i'm like oh <laughs> like, <laughs> clearly this is not gonna be given what i wanted to have gave and so oh it's just been so frustrating <laughs> and because of my frustrations i thought that it would be a great time to run back my episode with salita so she could remind us all of how we can find great pieces and how we can elevate both our brands and our careers with a little bit of style, okay? Wonderful. Well, thanks so much for tuning in this week and thank you so much for bearing with me. I know I'm raggedy, but y'all love me anyway. And I love y'all too. Wonderful. So, Salida, welcome to the tea party for the remix. <laughs> Please tell the good people who you are and what you do. Thank you very much for having me, Sydney. It's such a pleasure being here. My name is Salifa Roberts. I'm the founder of Style to Impact, and I help women entrepreneurs and professionals ditch that boring corporate uniform. We all know what that is and really embrace um, a personal style that's a little bit more self-expressive, a wardrobe that entails a little bit more color and a little bit more style that's authentically aligned with who you are as individuals instead of adopting one that was given to you so that's that's who I am thanks for having me thank you I'm so excited to have you here girl <laughs> we we really <laughs> we are trying to update our wardrobes and get ourselves together post pandemic I know everybody's talking about you know getting back to normal but I feel like we are in this uncharted territory and era of new normal so we need to figure out how to get these post-pandemic bodies together because the snapback ain't real and we need to figure out you know how we can adapt with the changes in the corporate environment going from a more professional to a business casual even a super casual environment now salita i think the best place for us to start here would be for you to start by telling us exactly what is personal style personal style is your ability to express who you are right so you may find that whatever someone wears may be something that they're trying to tell you about themselves because i i, I tend to think that what we wear tells a story i love that very simple definition well if i'm gonna tell a little bit about my story girl the story that i'm telling these days is very different than the story that i've told in my younger years and the message that i'm communicating is casual honey listen <laughs> i y'all gonna have to bury me in these leggings like if it ain't leggings five days a week like i, I don't know if i can do it anymore i just 
and I, it's interesting for me. So growing up, I was always super dressy. I was the girl in high school who wore heels every single day. I got dressed every single day, top to bottom, head to toe, every single day. And now as an adult, I like to be comfortable. I was telling my sisters that the other day, I was like... You know, I used to be cute and be like, oh, you know, it's it's cold, but but I I weather that, you know, for for fashion. And I still like to be fashionable, but it's gotta be comfortable. And so I feel like my personal style has definitely changed over the years. And so hopefully the message I'm communicating is still a good one because so I, I always like to to get us with some statistics and level set, right? Because this is I'm a, I'm a lawyer. <laughs> I have to. And so I hope that I'm communicating the right message because according to research, so a study was conducted on the effects of beauty on the people looking at you, right? And so attractive people are more likely to be employed, are paid higher wages, are more likely to be approved for a loan, negotiate loans with better terms and have better looking and higher status spouses. So I need to be looking good, right? Because I, I need all of these things. And so this psychological- effect- I, I'm, I'm itching, I'm itching to respond. <laughs> I would let you just so the psychological effect that beauty has on people's perception of you is referred to the halo effect. And so upon a first impression, highly attractive people are just presumed by others to have a variety of positive personality traits, such as altruism, stability and intelligence compared to less attractive people, as though beautiful people have this invisible thing right? Halo shining down on them. And so we can't change certain aspects of our appearance, like, right, my face is what it is. But clothes and style and wardrobe is something that we can affect to hopefully keep keep our halo shining bright. I need my halo ting. (laughs) Okay, so there's one thing I want to say about that. Like, I've, I've, I know about that research. And one of the things I don't like, and I think it would, it's, there's a word in there that influences how people see style and thinking it, looking at it in terms of it being frivolous, looking at it in terms of, you know, if you focus on it, it's superficial. And that word that drives that perception is attractive. Mm. Mm. And it's a word that I don't use because what is attractive? Attractive is a definition when it comes to fashion, when it comes to style, that was defined way back when, that you had to be a stick figure, Mm -hmm. you had to look a certain way, you had to, your features had to be a certain way, and that's that's what they classified as beautiful, and that's what they classified as attractive. Whenever I'm working with my clients and we're talking about defining and developing their personal style it's not on the level of attractiveness it's on a level of one self-expression what is it you want to say about you what is it you want the world to know about you what are the pieces that's going to help you do that we have to fit all of that within your environment that you're in you know the industries that you're in making sure that you're dressing appropriately but that definition of beauty comes down to you what are some cuts that you think are beautiful i mean right now you're wearing like a letter jacket and the color. I absolutely love it. Thank you. you. I got dressed up just for you, girl. (laughs) And I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Right. That is you trying to say you're, you're expressing a personality that 
persons may not see within that first instance of meeting you, right? Because you haven't said anything. When you walk into a room and someone sees you with that, it's like, oh, oh my gosh, look at her. Like, what's what what's her deal? Like, what's up with her? Like, yeah, like we're not what interested. I was going in- for it. <laughs> right (laughs) there you go right so I don't want to really have that perception of what personal style is and what beauty is and that you get certain opportunities based on your attractiveness you get those opportunities based on when you dress well and dressing well means how does your clothes fit what colors and styles are you choosing like those are the things that define dressing well. Those are the things that define whether or not you are dressed appropriately, right? It has nothing to do with the cost of your clothing or where you're buying it or what you're wearing or what people saying, but it's for you. You have to, you have to determine, and this is why it's such an important aspect of personal styling having to do with who are you as an individual? How do you want to show up? What are some of the pieces that's going to help you to express that? You said earlier, I kind of listened to you saying that, oh, I hope I'm communicating that halo effect, that level to say, yes, I am secure in myself. Yes, I'm confident. Yes, I'm, you know, like all the things that you want. My question to you is, what is it you want your style to say about you? Well, I didn't prepare for this. (laughs) (laughs) But as a lawyer, I feel like I have to say it depends, right? And so I think it depends on, where I'm at, what I'm doing. Um, I feel like as I've gotten older, I've gotten a lot more comfortable with myself. And so when I was younger, I feel like I dressed for other people because I cared more about what they thought about me really probably than what I thought about myself. And so I think that's why I dressed up all the time, but I I don't, at this point in my life, I don't feel like I need to communicate anything on a, on a Walmart run. I'm not trying to communicate anything. And so I think it it depends on what I'm doing. Um, If I'm at work, I want to communicate an air of professionalism, but I'm a little bit different. So I feel like it's really important for me to be a somewhat of a role model and be able to communicate and portray to other black women and other women of color and other women that it's okay to be yourself. And so I've tried really hard to show up as my authentic self, including how I dress. Like I wear head wraps to work. I wear big gaudy glasses. So I don't have prescription. These are fake. Oh, lucky you. <laughs> it's just a, a fashion statement. And I'm like, this, this is what I want to communicate. Like, I want to communicate my culture, right? That I am Black unapologetically, that I, I have no desire to fit into any traditional corporate structures or systems. And this is me. This is me all day, every day. Like, if, if you catch me, you know, going to lunch with a friend, I had this jacket on. If you catch me at the office, I have this jacket on. If you come to class at the, the law school, I might have this jacket on because I think, like I said, it's so important. And, and I've had people come to me and say, I feel like I'm more empowered to come dress as my authentic self because you are unapologetic and, like I said, wearing your head wraps, wearing your heels, wearing your J's, whatever. And so at this point in my life, it's just about communicating that authenticity, I think. Do you realize that everything that you just said 
about what your message is, why you're wearing certain things, you're actually doing it, right? So let's say, for instance, you said that I want to show other Black women how to be unapologetically themselves and show up in spaces outside, not confined to that corporate dressing. And we're on this call right now, we're having this discussion, and you came in wearing this navy blue button-down pin-up look. It's completely <laughs> different from what you want to communicate and what you're wearing. Yeah. So yeah. that this this is kind of like how you determine whether or not your message is on brand, it's on point. And it's not it's not a case of having two different personalities or creating a persona. It is about who you are as a person. I'm going to show I'm going to give you an example of myself yeah, using myself yeah. as an example. So, I've spent most of my adult life 15 plus I am not afraid to share my age, but we're not talking about my age. Look, black Years don't crack. Back. I'm sure you're like <laughs> 85. <laughs> right? In 15 plus years in banking. That is, if you know anything about the financial industry, that's a very structured, very traditional, very, very boring <laughs> uniform, right? So I've spent all my life in that profession. It was until like maybe my... 13th year in banking that I got the opportunity to work for this offshore company that didn't have a corporate uniform, right? They just told you that you need to, you needed to dress professionally. And based on, based on my capacity in which I worked, I was front facing, always seeing the clients and based on the clients we were seeing as well. And I was like, okay, I needed to dress a certain way, but still express my personality. So I had that professional, classic professional look with elements of my personality coming out. So when everyone may have worn a navy blue suit, I wore an orange skirt. Like that was part of my personality coming out in that environment. Now, fast forward to me now having my business and being in a more creative space, there is no way, like that's not who I am anymore. First of all, I've long gone ran away left that corporate life behind <laughs> right away, it's like I no yes. <laughs> it's like no but I still my personality still gravitates to classic cuts mm. still gravitates to wearing pieces that are structured and tailored but how I balance that with now being in a creative space is that Right now, I'm being creative on the top. I'm wearing this pink top and, you know, a little bit of shoulder is out. If I was going to action. be... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, it's, I'm petite. I have to show some form of skin, so to speak, to bring interest to my very, very super, super, super petite frame. So this is one of the things, style elements that you use to just kind of like create interest in how you dress. But I had to like balance, like, how do I balance that? Balancing my creative side and balancing my classic side, right? So there are meetings that I would go to and I'm super creative and downplay my structured professional side of it. And then there are meetings that I go to that I now need to add that blazer to, that I need to, you know, add more elements of professionalism. But at the end of the day, it's all still me. I don't feel as though I'm, I've created a different persona to show up in these different spaces. I know today we're talking about how to elevate your career, you know, using style. And that's yes. it. You don't have to 
what I, I call you know, code switching. So you're going to a workplace and everyone is showing up in jeans and that is not your personality. So you are you know, gravitating to wearing the jeans because you want to fit in. It's like, no, you don't have to. Can you, yes, it's, an, it's a casual environment. You don't want to wear jeans. Can you switch the jeans out for chinos? Those are basically very casual looking, but you don't have to become or create another persona to fit into different environments because at the end of the day, you want to show up as yourself. And you may be surprised, as, as you said, people are paying attention, not necessarily to are you stylish? Are you not stylish? But how are you representing yourself? And how are you using clothing to express that? What is it saying about you? Is it saying that when I when I engage with you, when I do have that conversation with you, all the things that I assumed based on the way you dress, that it's like, oh my gosh, you know, Sydney is so fun. She's so bubbly. And I can yeah. see that coming out in your personality and I assume that's who you are based on the way you're presenting yourself so it's about making sure that when we say authentic and we talk about this a lot it's more of self-expression mm-hmm. and wearing clothes to express yourself but still making sure that you fit into that dress code within the industry that you work but being more expressive don't just wear clothes because it's a necessity but how can you bring more of your personality what aspects of your personality do you want to add to your wardrobe Absolutely. So I know we're talking about elevating personal style, but what if your personal style ain't that great, right? Like, what, what, you know, what if the message that you communicate ain't a good one? Like, what are some steps that we can take to cultivate person? Like, how, how do we cultivate a style? Because I know a ton of women who really are just throwing a collection of things together and, you know, it ain't necessarily style. And, you know, so so what can we do to kind of cultivate an actual style to elevate our appearance from a random collection of items that we put on, you know, every day to like an actual cohesive personality that says like has a consistent message yeah so I mean to cultivate that personal style goes back to where I talk about what is your message what are things that you want to wear that's going to help you express yourself like self-expression think about that for a moment if there are so you're you're sitting down and you're looking at everyone else and this is something that we do we look at everyone else and we assume that we don't have style. And if, if, you know, there's a some woman that we, some, some people don't, <laughs> they don't because they haven't taken the time to discover what it is. Right. And that, that discovery phase is so important because it's a discovery phase in terms of who you are. What are some of the emotional baggages that you're holding on to? What are some of the you know, other people's opinion? Are you solely against dressing in a way that you can represent yourself better because of other people's opinion? Because you're trying to, you know, you, you're trying to rebel. I'm going to rebel. Because we're saying, oh, I'm going to rebel against this whole concept of personal style. I'm going to rebel about uh, against this this whole concept of us placing so much value on the importance of of how someone looks. So it's like I don't care. There is this m- mindset where you don't care. Like 
I don't care. I'm just going to go out in the world and live my life according to how I want to live it. And that's what we should do. Live our lives according to the way we want to live it. The other part of me is how much of you are you bringing into this life that you're building? Mm. How much of you are you putting into that? And if you're saying that I'm not necessarily, so I've had clients who like, again, go back to drawing on things that are safe, building a wardrobe that is safe. So we do the basic wardrobe. We get the navy blue, we get the white, we get the gray, we get the black because we're like, style is too much. Mm. You seem to have to know way too many, there are way too many rules to it. There were too many things that I have to figure out. And it's like, black is slimming. So why not go for the black? It's like, no, sis, it's not, it's not slimming. But if you say that, (laughs) it's not slimming. It's all about fit. It's all about okay. fit fabric. It's all about fit and fabric. Because if you wear a black, let's say you wear a black dress, that's not fitting you properly for your body. As in, what is the length of your body? What is the circumference of your body? And you're wearing a dress. Let's go with this. We, you're wearing a dress that the material, it's one of those drapey materials. Mm-hmm. That and it, instead of sitting on your frame, following the silhouette of your shape, is just hanging on you. It doesn't matter if you wear it in black. It doesn't matter if you wear it in orange. It doesn't matter if you wear it in white. It doesn't matter what color you wear. It. Once it's not fitting you properly, once that fabric is not giving you, maybe you need more support. So you have to choose fabrics that give you more support on your body. If you're not doing that, it doesn't matter what color you're wearing. So okay, I have a question <laughs> because I've always been told, you know, shout out to my mama that, you know, black hides everything. So let's say we have a well-fitting garment and mm-hmm. we have it in black and let's say we have it in pink and I'm going to look slimmer in the black one, right? You, like, your shape is your shape like no I mean, your shape a, honestly like, honestly speaking no honestly speaking like the wrinkles the the dimples <laughs> but you're that that's you see that's the that's the thing when I talk about like the stories we were told everything that we were told about fashion everything that we were told about style is passed on from generation to generation I remember growing up where I was told black is the best color to have you needed to get a black if you're going to like let's say work get yourself a black suit get yourself a white button down get yourself a black shoes a black bag a black belt like you have to get black in everything I am sure like if we if we go back and say to our ancestors you know what we actually wear black and brown they'll be like (gasps) (laughs) what are you talking about black and brown should never go together because those are things that they learned along the way right that they were told like wear this because this is more professional yeah. And, and, and those are things that were given to them. When we think about women in the workforce, who did the workforce start with? They didn't start with women. The dress code wasn't defined by us for us, yeah. right? We were given what the men were wearing. Men taught that, you know, whatever the black suit, the navy blue suit, they look good in it. They felt great in it it brings about this, you know, this level of confidence and it says, Oh, I'm a boss. I'm a this, like they define what it is based on how they want it to be perceived and what that message was. When we got into the workforce, 
there was no, no women weren't in the executive suite. Women weren't making decisions, right? Well, so we who still was going are to struggling tell? to get there? Yeah, we're struggling, but we're getting there, right? We have women in different in different industries and taking on different leadership roles now. So things are changing, and in this change is coming this this understanding that women are individuals. Women. Um, um, they have some some more than others gravitate to their femininity, some more than others like certain cuts and colors. And so we have to embrace who we are as women and also who we are as individuals. So now it's how can we basically detach ourselves from those stories that we were told about what professional is, the stories that we were told about, yeah, the fashion industry said, I mean, they were using a a twig for a model and still in some cases doing that is, is black really yeah. slim and that's the story they told us in order to look like this model make sure that you wear black you will never look like the model because the model is not be a trying, true though. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're, you're testing me today with this body thing you're testing me with this day today with this body image because i think body image and body acceptance is like are you, when it comes to dressing well, when it comes to making sure that you feel great in the clothes that you're wearing, when it comes to making sure that you're able to express yourself through the things that you're wearing, you have to be in harmony with your body. You have to select clothes that's in harmony with you. Now, I get it that during the pandemic, a lot of things has changed, including, you know, the way women the body type has changed. You know, you have what I, I like to say, love. You have a little bit more love than you normally would have had. <laughs> if it's a case where like some women will, I know this is going to sound weird. The viewers are not seeing me, but I'm one of, I was one of those women of the mindset that, oh my gosh, I need to gain weight to be able to dress better, to be able to have clothes that really fit me because I'm so petite. It was at the point where I had to dress within the kids section and get the largest size. Like I was at that point. Wow. Right. So it felt very deflating to know that I can go into an adult store, go into the petite section and still couldn't get anything to fit me. Now, some women will be like, oh, that's a good problem to have. Like, it's a problem. Not able to find clothes for me to look like an adult. Like I wanted to look like an adult. I want to look like an adult. I am an adult. I do not want to look like I'm a teenager. Right. right? And clothes helps me to do that not able to do that, to find clothes like that. It was like, okay, something's wrong with my body. I'm eating a lot. I'm like, listen to me. It's not going to work. This is the body. This is it. This is it. I've yeah. lived in it for how many years now? This is it. It's not changing. How can I dress it in a way that's in harmony with how I want to feel? What are some colors that I want to wear that will help me to feel great about myself? What are some of the cuts that I want to wear to really help to express my personality? How can we dress right now in a flattering yeah. way that you feel great while you work on it? Because that's the first yeah. thing when it comes to how we dress is our insecurities, is our yeah. those insecurities and those false perception and, and stories. It's like what people tell us and their definition of beauty and their definition of what a great body is like. No, what is your definition of beauty? If you don't feel great in that body that you're in for mental, physical, whatever reasons outside of trying to fit into that mold, then of course you do what you need to do. 
but you can still dress well even at that body like, absolutely i'm not i'm not gonna not gonna <laughs> lie you know like it's not even i don't know if it's even pandemic weight per se so much as it is my body has just changed a lot um now that i'm in my 30s and you know i have was a division one athlete in college and so i've always been super active I work out five to six days a week. I don't eat meat. Like that's always been me, but I am, my body still like a little bit plumper. So (laughs) I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm learning how to embrace the body that I have. And one of the things is like, I'm noticing, like I used to be able to do all the trends. Like I can't do the trends no more because they don't necessarily jive with the body I have today. Like when I was in my early 20s. Is it the I- body or is it that it's not your personality anymore? Um, no, you have grown, you have evolved. It's, no, no, it's the body. Mm-hmm. This don't look like... <laughs> This don't look on me how I thought it would look in my head. And it's not, it's just not as flattering on me as I want it to be or that I think it could be. And so I want my body to look the best that it can. And so I'm like, I can't partake in every, every trend, some, a lot of trends, but like everyone is just, you know, I'm not doing no low rider jeans no more. That ain't for me. Mm-hmm. But 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 that is it's not let's not look at it as <laughs> let's not let's look at it this way. Let's look at it this way. Because as you grow, as you mature, as you experience different things in life, your personality, your perception, your values, everything changes. And trends is something that I find will put so many women in that box of thinking one I'm not stylish Two, this is what I need to wear to look and feel a certain way and if we look at like the fast fashion industry all aside what is fast fashion like give a break that down for us that's where they're mass producing not of quality not anything that like tailoring structure it's not good and it's just today it's off the shoulder with a pinstripe, 10 different elements on the dress, and tomorrow it's something else. And it's also this, this space where it's constantly changing. It's constantly changing, but it's never good quality. The fast fashion of looking at how we perceive ourselves, it's in our faces constantly. So if you mm-hmm. go on that site and you buy that bodycon dress because 20 years ago you were wearing bodycon dresses and no fast just five fashion. five years ago, just five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, we'll go with your time. Five years ago you were wearing bodycon dresses and so fast fashion is constantly producing and telling you with the images bodycon dresses is the way to go. Like, look at me. Look at this model. Look at Kim Kardashian. Look at these women. Look how you can look in this. And when you go and buy that piece and put it on, it's like, oh, it's showing all my curves. It's showing all my Ooh, wrinkles, all dimples. my things. Yes. Girl. All my things. That's, That's why you buy it in black. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not even going to get on you with that. Like, I'm not even going to get on you in that. Like you have to, it's like, are you following the trends or are you wearing things that suit your body? 
are you wearing and this is this is where you have to make sure that the clothes that you're wearing is in harmony well I also find too that like because I I don't necessarily like I'm the type of person so I will have a vision for like a silhouette or a look that I I'm going for Mm -hmm. and you know I find that I can find it but it's not in my budget. And so like the stores where I typically shop at that are within my budget, like H&M, maybe Express or something like that, they're more trendy places. And so that's what they carry, what's on trend. And so I might be in my mind, say, okay, I want to, I've been looking for this drop waist um, fit and flare type dress forever. And Ted Baker had one, but it was like $300. I'm not paying 300. I don't have Ted Baker money, but <laughs> the places where I shop, they, they focus more on trends. And so I can't find that anywhere because it's can not you get it made. Trend. Can you get it made? Can I afford that? How much is that? Like, what's the, what's the price range on getting things made? Honestly, is it affordable? It, it, <laughs> yeah, they're affordable. They're affordable brand, um, seamstresses. Really? that are really good they can make you your clothing so if that's something like if you see a style and you know for sure that particular garment depend you've defined your personal style you've defined what your style personality is and this comes down to am I a classic style am I a casual person am I dramatic am I like you have to define that first and that's something that's probably one of the reasons why there's a there's a disconnect between what's out there and how you want to show up. Mm-hmm. Because if you define once you define that for yourself, what's what is my style? Am I classic? Am I a combination of classic and casual? What are the pieces do I want to add to my wardrobe that's gonna help me express this? So, like what, what are is- the different categories of style that you can put people into like you mentioned classic and you mentioned casual what what are some different classifications that we can pull from okay some of the style personalities that I work in it's we have the classic which I talked about me being someone who likes to tailor pieces there's also the creative that's part of my personality as well I want to show and express that creative side of me and their elements and things within that creative uh, style personality that I'm drawing on you also have the personality of you being uh, dramatic you want to the a variation of it you want to be sexy you want to be um, dramatic in terms of maybe you want to express a punk rock kind of style maybe you want to express something that's a little bit more edgy like those are some examples of style personality and your style personality comes you get to determine that based on who you are right and this is why it's important to do that so once you have identified who you are and you can have more than one of them right of course you can you can have a mixture because very seldom you will find like someone is just a classic style person like there is some form of mix between our blend it may be subtle so there may be more of one thing and less of the other or they may interchange it depending on the environment that they're going using a classic and a creative personality, that person may decide, mm-hmm. okay, when I'm going to my board meetings, I want to have more classic pieces than more than um, creative pieces. When I'm going to um, a creative setting, 
where we're talking about building things or we're talking about paintings and design, I want to express more of that and have that more mm-hmm. of that personality show up in that space. But I'm still wanting the same with the two personalities. So once you would have defined and decide which one of those, like you look at different aspects, what are some of the cuts, color fits, like everything about you from your music to your lifestyle activities, everything about you that you want to express. And then you put yourself, it's not a box, but you kind of like, that's your guide. And based on that guide now, you know, okay, if I go on Ted Baker's site and I see this dress that's $300 and every time I check when they have sale, it's not moving from that $300. It was still 198 on sale. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, right? It's outside of your range. It's like one or two things. Are you going to save to get it? Because I do believe in quality over quantity, making sure that you get the right pieces, making sure that they can last you a longer time than just trying to buy something for the cheap for now. And then you spend 30 bucks on it, but it only lasts you six months. Whereas if you spend a hundred dollars on it, you can have it for a longer time. So you have to look at me. You've been following me. How you know how you know what I be doing with my clothes? Girl? Because 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 you are not unique in this in this instance. That's what that's what we think. We think okay, yeah, I'm going to this $30 is going to be it. If you set a budget for yourself and you can set your clothing budget, which is something that women don't do. We set budget for everything else, but we don't set budget for clothing. Like if you set a quarterly, like maybe make that your goal. Can I set a quarterly budget for my stuff? What are some of the pieces do I want to invest in? Because it's an investment. You're not buying something for today. Then you put it in the washing machine, the washing machine three times. And it's looking at you like. That's why you put it in the sink and you kind of, you know, Uh, that's that's like you have to do. That's like you have to do way too much. Like, no, you have to do way too much. Preserve it. And if you have to work that hard to preserve it, that should (laughs) tell you that select brands that can give you a better quality. You don't have to buy something for $100. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying start looking at brands outside of that space where you have to do all that work to preserve it. Because I'm going to tell you this. Do this assignment for me. Okay. okay. So we're in December. We're in this, we're, we're just about in December now, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure what your spending habit is going to be, especially like right now we're seeing all these ads, buy, buy 50, 60% off. I, know. I need you to make a list of all the brands you've shopped, like going forward for the next three months, all the brands you've shopped at, what you purchased, how much it costs, and not necessarily what you pay. How much does it cost? Because that particular okay. item... If it was $20 and a discount to six, it's still $20 (laughs) in a way, right? (laughs) Kind of like look at it that way. So put it at the original cost. And then I want you to add for me. So we can have one column that says, this is what I paid for it. This is what it costs. You're going to do that math. How How much money did I spend within the last three months getting these 20 items? Because I went for quantity. If you spent $300 and within that, at the end of that three months, based on the things that you have and you've worn them, if you're looking at it sideways and you're doing all that work and maybe making this kind of like extra, but maybe make a note, what did I have to do to maintain this piece? 
Mm. Wash it in the sink. Um, you know, not hang it out in like try and find put it in a certain position because I don't want it to lose structure. Like, what are all the things that you had to do? How did you feel in that particular garment? When you put it on, do you were you like constantly pulling it down? Were you constantly adjusting? Like, what are all the things that you had to do for this particular item? Then I want you to ask yourself, was it worth it? Like based on and what it costs or based on how based on what it costs, every single thing that you had to do to maintain this one item. The way you had to wash it, the way you had to hang it, the way you had to not tug at it too much because you may stretch the material out. Like, what are all the things that you had to do to have that? Attacked right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, I am not attacking you in no way, shape, or form. What I'm trying to do is to get you to start thinking in line in 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 terms of how do I reduce all this stress that I'm putting myself through when it comes to expressing myself because that's what you're doing how do I want to express myself what are those pieces do I want to wear and what are some brands that I need to start looking at what are some of the things I no longer want to do because what will happen if you keep dumping monies in and I say dumping because I want to use that term into buying things and not wearing things that's in line with your style at the end of the day you'll be like yeah i'm not into this style thing this style thing is costing me too much money it's only costing you a lot of money because of the direction in which you're going it's only costing you money based on what you're doing so you're thinking about making sure that you are getting value for your money and you're getting the pieces that you need that's going to last you for a couple of years instead of and I don't have to do all of that so we wash it in the machine or we wash it in the, <laughs> in the sink or we uh, uh, what are we doing are we hang drying it or are we kind of like fold it in a ball and let it dry like I don't have to do all of that those are all things that you have to consider when you're thinking about really being strategic about your shopping and making sure that you have the right pieces it's not about just yes I have $30 let me just go get whatever it's like what is a quality piece that I can get for this $30? Or if I can't get it right now, can I save another 30 because this item is 60 within the next two months to buy that item, knowing that I'm going to have it for a while? Well, also, before we kind of wrap up our interview, this has been so helpful. It's really important to me. I've seen on some of your posts, you talk about the different body types. And so I want to make sure that my listeners understand what those body types are and what are some good pieces that they should invest in for their specific body type and so you know this also is going to take some self-reflection right because some people think that they are pear and they're box right (laughs) or you know they want to be a coke bottle and a triangle and so you know I'm gonna need y'all at home to be honest with yourselves but we're gonna give you some good actionable tips and advice for what those body types are and how to dress each one I want to first of all say we have to rethink body shape we have to rethink how we approach our bodies and this is an important part of me 
when I talk about it, because of we all experience and go through different things with our bodies, our bodies change. Like I've had, this is like super personal, but I've had like three surgeries on my breasts. They no longer look the same. Right. And I had to come to terms with that and really accept that, okay, this is my body. This is it. How can I really dress it in a way? So when I think of a body types, because we're all, when we classify it, I don't like to use the terms apples and pears and squares and triangle because sorry, <laughs> no, 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 that's okay. That's what we see on the internet, right? Like when I started my journey on personal styling, that's what I saw as well. Right. And I can tell you personally, it was confusing for me. I'm like, visually, I cannot see how a woman is a rectangle. Like I cannot see a body being a rectangle. Like I could not see that. So I, you know, I stumbled upon Stacey London's description of what she uses to, to classify body types. I love Stacey. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's incredible. <laughs> and, you know, as she talked about body types being where we carry the weight, like are right. we, when it comes to our, the three standard measurements that we'll take to put ourselves in that bracket, it's our bust, our waist and our hips. And the way she talked about it is like, where do you carry the weight? Based on those three measurements, which one is the biggest? Uh, so you may find that your bus is bigger than your waist and your hip. So you may, in, in that instance, your classifier is bigger on the top, right? Mm-hmm. Or you may have some extra, you carry a weight in your tummy area. So you classify as bigger in the middle, or you may carry most of your weight in your hips, like Michelle Obama, and you're like, you know, bigger on the bottom. But even so, even though I like those classifications, because visually a woman can see what that is and you can identify and say, okay, yes. Or maybe like me where I'm straight up and down, like there's no, I don't have any defined waist. I don't have any defined hips. I don't, everything is just, my measurements are just about the same. So there's no definitive, like, oh yeah, I can put myself in either one of these brackets or here or there. It's just like straight up and down. So it's easy for us to kind of like see that where I take it a little, a step further is to look at like elements of our body that we don't consider when it comes to getting dressed and finding clothes that really is in harmony with our body. It's like looking at our vertical lines and that is what vertical lines is like your height, like I'm five feet. Right. And the what is the distance between my torso and my legs? Like looking at all of those things will help me to determine what the length of clothing I need, like what and what brands do I need to elevate to? So I know for length, height, because of my my vertical line, I have to go into the petite section to shop. Right. Mm -hmm. So those are things that you consider. The other thing is like, you have to look at your horizontal line because even though, think about it this way, I can be petite and another woman classify as petite. However, Mm -hmm. she may have bigger boobs than me. Mm -hmm. She may have bigger hips than me, right? So her, or she may be slightly taller than I am. So our vertical lines are different our horizontal lines are different, which is like the width of your body, because I am literally like, if you measure me around, like put the tape measure around and go right down, it's all the same. There's no great definition. So the circumference of my body is so 
different from someone else. So, but even though we are both classified as no curves, that's not having a real definition, but we our measurements are completely different, right? So, and like the narrowing of your shoulder, you may find like someone may have narrow shoulders and big butts. So those are like all different classification when we have to think about when we look at our body, like what are some of the things that I talked about there? Do you have narrow shoulders, big boobs? Do you have broad shoulders, big boobs, but it's not like out of the way and it's like, okay, but I don't really carry the weight in my, in my breast. I carry it in my tummy area. So to go in terms of how to dress that based on those classifications, it's like, okay, if you're bigger in the middle and you may be bigger in the middle and bold, beautiful, and really love your body and don't necessarily, because these are all just, they're not like must follow. They're like guidelines. So that's the first thing I want our listeners to know that these are guidelines. These are not, yes, you must do this because it comes down to your level of confidence and it comes down to how you want to express yourself. So if you're bigger in the middle and it's like, okay, I don't want to really show off all that area. How can I disguise it? Right. Not to make my body look perfect because your body is perfect already as it is. Mm-hmm. How can I disguise it? So instead of going for a body con dress, that's going to show all your curves and show everything. It's like, create. you have to now create a balance between what's happening on the top and what's happening in the, on the bottom. So you are going to add more on the top. So that can be something where you are, maybe what I'm wearing right now, where I'm having like puffy sleeves. So it's creating, you may say, but why do I want to look bigger? Your top may not be bigger. It's proportions. It's just, Exactly. You're creating. So if I want to make my middle look smaller, I need to wear puffy sleeves. Yeah, you're, you're showing more. It's like, oh, where do I want to draw the attention? I want to have stronger shoulders. That may be something that you want. Again, these are just guidelines. You may not want to have stronger shoulders. You're like, oh, no, and I'm not into that shoulder pad and having that. Like, that's not who you are. What can you do in the tummy area? Okay. Instead of wearing a shirt that's Typically, when we have weight in areas within our tummy, we try to wear boxy clothing, right? Because we're like, okay, nobody's going to see it. But at the end of the day, it's not refined style. You're just wearing clothes. How can you still look good and not wear boxy clothes to hide? It's kind of like think of your boxy shirt. If you gather it in the front, I know I'm sitting here, but it's like I'm trying. It's crazy that I'm trying to demonstrate. Like people are actually watching. This is like this is like so crazy. But because I'm trying to explain it, it's like think about creating a draping effect around your tummy area. So mm-hmm. everything is gonna fit from the top, and then you kind of like squinch in your top. I know this kind of weird word, but it's like you kind of like pull in that extra fabric by your waist by in your tummy area and let that fall like tucking it in yeah it's not not necessarily tucking it in because you don't want to tuck too much because then you can see it 
I, I don't know why I want to, I don't know why I want to stand up to explain it. <laughs> but if you like tuck it in and then maybe blouse it out a little bit, so you still yes. get a little bit of that flowiness, but the tucking it in creates some structure. So that's just not free flowing. Like a it's exactly. It's not free flowing and you're not looking like you're just coming down, like, you know, just coming squared down, but it's like, okay, so let me use myself as an example, being a petite. So I'm petite no no curves how do i create interest based on what i wear there is one thing of creating interest and there's the other thing of wearing what's comfortable for you but they both must be the same so for me to create interest as someone who has no curves i have to one of my things that i am obsessed with being five feet i wish i was taller Mm. so my focus when we're talking about those horizontal lines again my focus Whenever I'm wearing pants, I want my legs to look longer. I want like, that's generally, I want to look taller, longer on the bottom half of my body. I really don't care if my torso looks short. Like I want to have long legs. That's something I wish I had. So I would wear high-waisted pants Mm. to create where, what I did there with the high-waisted pants, I moved my waist. So my Mm. waistline may be two, three inches lower than where I'm actually creating it. So that's adding the illusion that I have two or three inches added to the length of my legs. Gotcha. So if you want to make your middle look smaller, play with proportions, maybe in other areas of your body to balance it out. If you want to lengthen something, play with the 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 natural sitting line of it to lengthen it or shorten it right and then finding those areas where you can create different points of interest based on what you want to accentuate that that's what I took away from that yeah exactly exactly (laughs) that's that's basically what it is it's like okay you you are based on your personal because someone may be petite and say oh I wish my torso was longer Right. So instead of wearing a high waisted pants, that person would wear something like mid rise. So what's going to happen is make this portion look longer and they'll wear like blouses that drape down their body, creating that longer length. So instead of wearing a crop top to try and make your your torso look longer, you have to wear a longer top to make it look longer with that low rise, mid rise jeans. Gotcha. Thank you so much for joining us today on the show. This was so helpful and so many women are going to get so much out of this so that they can hopefully use their style to elevate themselves in the workplace. And they can, I know you say you don't agree with the halo effect, but we still want to receive the benefits. We still want to get, you know, the, the elevated careers. We want to get the, the better loans. We want to get the higher status partners. And so, you know, we have to make sure that our personal style is communicating the message that we wanted to communicate. In the, the appropriate environments, whether that be the message be I'm tired, don't talk to me today, whether that message be I'm trying to get a raise and a promotion, how many coins you got for me, um, you know, I want you to be my next baby daddy, whatever the messaging <laughs> is, you just want it to be right. Yeah, let it the, to be what it is supposed to be. <laughs> absolutely. I agree with that. Let it let let it be what you want it to be. Don't um, the only thing what I said with the halo effect, I'm totally in agreement with the concept, not the word of attractive. Like, gotcha. 
Okay, well, we're removing that from our, our vocabulary, <laughs> throwing it away. But thank you so much again for joining me. This was so fantastic. So if we want to work with you, if we want to hire you, where can we find you? Where can we connect with you? To work with me, it's, um, you know, I do, as I said, I do have a style reset program right now where I'm going through with, you know, really redefining and really getting in touch with helping women get in touch with who they are and how they want to show up um, to get onto that program. Of course, you can go to my website, which is style to impact.com and tap on services and you will see it right there. I'm also like super active on social specifically LinkedIn and on, and on Instagram as well. So you can find me there under Style to Impact on Instagram and Solita C. Roberts on LinkedIn. If you have a question, if you're not sure if there's anything that we discussed today that maybe triggered certain things for you and you're like, okay, yeah, I need to work on my style. I need to ensure that I'm making the way I show up part of who I am and I'm really expressing myself. Then of course, if you're ready to do that, you can also email me at solita at style to impact.com. Yes, I love that. And so definitely check Salita out on socials. That is where we connected. And one of the things that stood out to me about her page is that it's really bright. It's really colorful. And I feel like Salita has impeccable personal style. You know how you have people who are like, oh, you know, you know, I do X or, you know, and you look at their style and you're like, mm, but I don't really want to look like you. You know what I mean? Even <laughs> even if right, your personal style is completely different, like you want them to own their personal style yeah. and look good and whatever their groove is and so that was what stood out to me um, about your page is that I felt like you really own your personal style and um, your your vision for how you want to look and the messages that you want to communicate so check Celia out go follow her on Instagram connect with her on LinkedIn because this woman has got it going on so, thank you <laughs> thank you yes. very much <laughs> thank you so much again for joining us and thank you guys out there as for me and my personal style y'all know you can bury me inside the leggings club okay shout out to <laughs> two chains and thank you as always for joining us at the tea party tune in next week for another great episode plenty of real talk and of course plenty of tea that's 100% sugar free Woo chow. Mm-hmm. What a show. We shared some good old tea today, didn't we, friend? Thank you for your presence. I truly enjoyed you at the tea party. And we appreciate you sipping on some sugar-free tea. With me, your host, Sid Mack. Until next time, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Sugar Free Podcast or at Sugar Free Pod. You can also visit our website at www.sugarfreepodcast.com. See you again soon, friends, and be sure to keep the tea party going, a with plenty of tea. That's one hundred percent sugar free. Meet small business owner, Mackenzie Nicole. Mackenzie's business is growing and she needs forms and templates to legally protect her business from clients, partners, and employees. But she's low on cash and needs to find forms and templates that are legally binding and comprehensive, yet affordable. 
Not knowing where to find such forms and templates, Mackenzie was stressed until she found Formally Forms, the one-stop DIY legal shop for small business owners, side hustlers, and entrepreneurs. All Formally Forms are affordable, easy to use, and expertly drafted by a licensed business attorney and reviewed by a law professor. So what are you waiting for? Be like Mackenzie and get your Formally Form or template today.